Hi, welcome to the C4C podcast. My name is Tanisha Naik, and I'm the director of design at C4C and the host of this podcast episode. I would like to introduce my other members, Ian, Ryan, and Isha, who have joined me on this podcast episode. Hello, I'm Ian. I'm a freshman in high school. I'm a team member here at Cody for Community as well as a, as the volunteer manager and um, an executive role on this podcast. I just want to start off by saying before we continue on that all views expressed in this po- in this episode on the stock market is not financial advice and it's our own personal views and not the views of Code for Community as a 501c3 sponsored organization. Please so take everything with a grain of salt and, and consult with your parents, financial advice or whoever before taking any action. There's always risk of loss when investing in securities. Hey, I am Ryan Vascos. I'm the workshop coordinator at C4C. And you could think of me as sort of a viewer proxy. I have no background in finances or any of the new financial technologies out there. So I'm here to learn along with you guys. I'm going to leave it up to the experts, Ian and Isha, to cover this podcast. Hi, everyone. My name's Isha. I'm a high school student based out of Ottawa, Canada. Um, I'm a huge finance nerd. I love talking about anything personal finance, real estate, investing, and I also have a background technology, and I'm just here to talk about everything that's happened in the stock market and anything personal finance related. Um, just a few disclaimers on my end, uh, all of the, all my opinions are special, uh, personal opinions, none of them are expressed as of um, opinions of coding for communities, and I might, I might can change my opinions at any time, so if if you talk to me after or whatever, uh, my opinions will change. And uh, none of this is financial advice. So I just want to re- re- reiterate that. Isha, where can people find you online for after this podcast? Don't you have um, an Instagram and or um, TikTok? Uh, so my Instagram is Isha, E-S-H-A dot Tapadar, T-A-P-A-D-A-R. Um, I have a TikTok, but I'm very much not active on that. So best way to find me talk to me or see what I'm all about is Instagram. What is your primary form of content? Uh, I started making reels uh, just to try and educate people on finance um, and also just playing around with like social media. It's always intrigued me and I haven't found the confidence to put out any content until uh, this past year. So I'm just playing around with that. And I'm also wanting to try and give a Canadian perspective on all of this because I know a lot of people are more familiar with the U.S. stock market as um, compared to the Canadian. All right. And then um, do you mind explaining like how you and me met, which led to you being a guest speaker on this podcast episode today? Uh, so I originally met Ian through his organization, Gen Finance. He reached out to me to just start a conversation. And since then, we have really bonded over finance and our <laughs> love for investing in the stock market and whatnot. Uh, so that's how I got introduced to uh, this whole community. Yeah, I have my own um, organization on Instagram. Um, this is a cello plug. It's at gen underscore finance. I'm accepting board applications until February 13th. So make sure to check out and give a follow. Thank you guys for being um, members on the podcast episode. It means a lot that you guys um, t- took some time out and uh, spoke with us about this topic. And to continue on with the episode, I would like to start off with asking this question, what happened to the stock market as of this week? It's been really hectic and interesting to hear that a bunch of normal teens banded together together via 
Reddit to create a large impact on influential investors, but I would like to hear about what actually happened. It was the first um, few weeks of January. I, I do not have exact dates, unfortunately. <laughs> this subreddit on Reddit, um, Wall Street Bets, which has started back in, I believe, 2012, which, which has about 2 million users realized um, there was one user called Roaring Kitty who started posting about his $50,000 in co-options, I believe. And they realized that hedge funds were starting, that were on sh- that were shorting 130% of GameStop. Shorting means you borrow a stock or a share from someone, and you bet the price will go down. Let's say you you buy, you borrow for 10, and you bet it will go down to five. It goes down to five, you return the stock or the share, and you pocket the $5 difference. These hedge funds went all out betting GameStop's gonna fail. So the Reddit users decided to do a short squeeze, which means they made the price go up, like um, I believe 1,200%, in the month of January and um, pretty much screwed these hedge funds out of their money. So Isha, would you mind explaining a bit more and, send, and see if you have a better description than I do? So I tried to explain this to my mother the other day and honestly, it wasn't the greatest explanation. So um, if you want to have a really good explanation of what happened, go watch Graham Stephan's video on YouTube. He made one about the stock market. Um, or like Andre, Andre Jick. Andre Jick also made one. Both of them are great um, great people, but Andre Jick is more of cryptocurrency. I haven't watched the one by Andre Jick yet, but yeah, they both have really good um, explanations of what happened. But basically, the all the retail investors decided, let's uh, play with uh, the head fund, manager, head fund managers and make them lose a lot of money. And um, Elon Musk himself... Um, made this trend go, um, I do not know the exact word, but he treated, I believe on January 12th, correct me if I'm wrong, or sometime in January, GameStunk in all caps with exclamation points linking the subreddit. During that time, GameStop took off to quote unquote to the moon, which means you made a lot of money and you and it really went through the roof. GameStop was trading around $3 at the beginning of the month, and they and the Chewy co-founder joined the board, which helped GameStop go up to like double digits, but Reddit really made it go up to $360. By an interesting event happened where um, Robinhood, M1 Finance, Webull, and all of the brokerages were not allowing you to buy into GameStop. They were only allowing you to close your position, which is a whole nother topic but involves how technology and finance are intermingled and how technology can um, affect the stock market and everyone's finance. I agree. Like the technology and like the uh, wide use of apps for trading stocks has affected the market. And it's interesting because I think while Simple Trade, the Canadian um, free version, basically Weeble, but Canadian, um, has, I don't think it has. Uh, disable the buy button. I think you could just still buy GameStop using Well Simple Trade. I think that's one of the only. I, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure. So don't quote me on this yeah. or anything. Um, let me explain. Yeah. Robinhood, Robinhood, and all of these brokerages for those who um have no experience. Robinhood about five years ago was founded on the basis of commission-free trading, which means they make their money when you buy and sell trade from the actual clearinghouse 
that processes the trade on Wall Street. So Robinhood doesn't charge you a commission when you do it, but or um, but they get a commission from your actions. And they also have some like margin and all of these other technical things. But their competition is Weibo and One Finance, which are the same basis. And it's all smartphone, iPhone, Android apps that you can use to trade. And uh, yeah, well, Simple Trade, uh, which is, took after like the widespread of use of Robinhood and Weeble and decided to make their Canadian version of it. So um, you can Google well Simple Trade. It, it's like the platform that I'm going to use to invest my money in whenever, once I can, once I turn 18. Because uh, fun fact, we do not have custodial accounts in Canada. You cannot, um, as far as I know, because I went to my bank and they told me that I can't open a custodial account because that's only for the U.S. So any Canadians watching out there, I, I understand the pain of you cannot invest until you're 18. Yeah, please note that most of what we're talking about is in the U.S. dollar and um, based in the USA. So um, all our international listeners outside of U.S. and Canada, please um, do the research in your own area about like how to invest and everything. We're just giving explanation for the U.S. and Canada. So um, Tanisha, Ryan, do you have any questions or anything about the situation to get a better grip? Yeah, this whole situation seems so crazy because... I personally have no experience with like the stock market and um, like personal finances. I don't really have an experience or grasp on this, but I've been following along on social media and it's so crazy because I see all these memes and um, these like references to the Reddit and Elon Musk and these like influential people, even like AOC, um, and Ted Cruz, I'm pretty sure they all agreed that that Robin Hood um, should allow sales. And it's like so crazy to me that all these people are gathering for this like kind of monumental uh, event in the stock market. It's really astonishing for me. To talk about ALC and Ted Cruz, to um, set, we will not be getting political here because there is some political things that occurred earlier in the month between ALC and Ted Cruz. You guys may um, know about like the riot that happened in our capital, but we will keep politics out of this podcast as um, a 501c3 sponsored organization. But what what happened with um, Robinhood is Robinhood and one and all brokerages disabled to buy button. What happened here is the clearing houses, like they normally, when you sell or buy a, um, a stock, like everyone, anyone who wants to um, correct me. Um, so there's a clearinghouse, the middleman. It's a centralized system. The middleman, like Apex is for like Weibo M1. They, um, sorry about my words. They normally require two to 3% collateral, which means like Robinhood, Weibo, and all these brokerages need to have two, like certain cash reserves to allow the stocks to process. What they did is for GameStop, it was not just GameStop. It was AMC, BlackBerry, all of these stocks that were being like, that were shorted by the hedge funds that are being short squeezed by the subreddit. They required a hundred percent. So I'll fear that the whole chain is going to break in, pe- in companies in the middle and the hedge funds like Marvin Capital or Robinhood are going to go bankrupt. They, they allow you to buy because it's too risky. But ALC Ted, and Ted Cruz and all these senators and Congress people were not happy that they were restricting trade. So there are class action lawsuits, especially against Robinhood, but that is something we're not necessarily going to cover a lot in this because it's still a developing story. And there's a lot of news articles on it. It's way out of our realm of 
knowledge about what's going on and we're not going to talk about market morbid like interfering with the market or anything because that's super complex things going on there i agree it's really like, complex and um a lot of it has to do with like um the cl- like the amount of money that the clearinghouse needs to um allow the trades to go through uh because once it, there's a two to three day processing time where the money needs to be transferred from your account to the seller's account and back and forth and whatnot and because it was being traded so much um they didn't have enough funds to cover all the trades and because they have enough funds to tr- cover all the trades it's a theory that they had to shut down because of that that's why they stopped all the transactions but that all that's again all just like a theory and it's unknown if what is actually true and what's not because it's all a developing story and let's hope that the SEC can uh, look into that. So moving along with the conversation, how do we explain this situation to people who have never interacted with the stock market and have no experience with stock? So how I would explain it, it would be basically um, there is hedge funds that decided that, oh, the stock is going to go down. So we're going to bet we're going to bet that it's going to go down. So they started uh, yeah, basically betting it will, it will go down. And then the retail investors and people in Wall Street bets I basically saw that the fundamentals of the company have changed and and it has improved a lot. And a lot of investors started um, seeing that it was actually a really good company and that it was actually a really good stock to buy into. Plus, the hedge funds were betting against it so much that um, it it, it made no sense anymore. Like, there was, you literally cannot bet any more than it already is betted. Um, So then people from Reddit saw the explanation and saw the reasoning and they basically started buying um, the stock. And that made the stock price go up, which means that um, the hedge fund people are losing money. And because of that Reddit and Wall Street bets, it just kept going more and more up, which means the hedge funds kept losing more and more money. And because of all the press and everything, it made the stock um, go to news. And it's very, uh, basically, everyone wants to get in on the game, I guess. Um, so it became very popular. And as more people started uh, buying or selling the stock, um, it became, it basically, all the providers that allowed you to buy and sell stock said oh but we can't deal with this uh, amount of volume that's going through so you can only sell it now and it's basically there's a whole spec uh, there's a whole like debate about if the people if like all the providers like robin hood and weeble made it so that it was manipulating in the market and they shouldn't have disabled the buy button and whatnot so it's like a whole um have debate and um investigation as to if they uh, made the markets you should i take over from here yep all right so to explain some of the terms she used they're kind of big for newbies or rookies a hedge fund is a big corporation basically like imagine like walmart if walmart were uh, like the ceo who is a billionaire being like doing all the research like a bunch of analysis and everything this is where rich people put in a bunch of money to become richer like an, ex- an index fund like the S&P 500 uses math and stuff mutual funds sometimes may use decision making like evs for example but i'm not going to be covering that because that will make this podcast even longer but what the hedge funds are like here, hedge funds have caused many companies to go under before by shorting their stocks, such as Toys R Us and Payless, some of our be- beloved um, failures of the century. So by these hedge, these hedge funds shorted the stock, which I explained earlier. So the retail trade and traders, which is, um decided to like pump up the price, basically. The in my opinion, GameStop's not worth three hundred and sixty dollars as of um, Friday. Some close on the January 29th of 2021. GameStop is way overvalued right now, but what these guys are doing is basically telling the hedge fund stick it, and they're doing it with AMC, BlackBerry, and a bunch of other stuff. So I do believe 
and um, GameStop is gonna go under eventually. Their their business model is hurting. Lately, they have had a string of good. So these retail traders are basically gambling their a bunch of their life savings. Like a kid made who got sixty dollars worth of shares for his Christmas gift made like three thousand dollars. I heard on Inside Edition the other day. So some people have had a lot of luck, but please keep in note, which we'll talk about later, is a bunch of people are losing as much as others are earning. So this is kind of the risky, but it's very complex and complicated to explain. So sorry if we don't have the best explanation. No, that's really interesting to hear. Uh, what makes the sudden change unique compared to stock market fluctuations in the past? Um, why is this such a big deal right now? Um, this is such a big deal because lately, like as I mentioned before, we have now commission-free brokerages in the United States at least, and one up in Canada, which Isha could talk about. So the barrier of entry is super low, super low now these days. As long as you're over 18, you can invest. And these and people on Wall Street bets are day traders. Like there are specific terms for them. Like in Wall Street, um, Wall Street um bet subreddit, they're they're they are um degenerates mostly, which means they have like they are bad at trading and they try to day trade. This subreddit is basically for day trading, and that's what's going on with GameStop right now. Day trades when you buy and sell like nonstop, trying to ride the waves, crow crow to the moon. So what though so this is something we have never seen before. Because in the past we um normally penny stocks um stocks which is a whole different thing are normally like pumped up like this. But we have never seen people team up in such numbers after hedge funds like this. We have never seen anything like this ever before. And it begs to question is this our new future? Or is Reddit gonna basically tell the hedge funds stick it? Like they're gonna stick it to the man. So Isha, do you have any um opinions on this well i think it just basically allows like regular people to invest and in, in the shows kind of because usually hedge funds and um people on wall street would control kind of not control but kind of dictate where the markets are going because they are the one doing all the analysis and whatnot um but now with the the rise in like retail traders and uh apps like Webinhood and people and multiple trade um it's allowing like people uh, like my mom and my dad and like me and my friends that months are 18 obviously can invest and whatnot so it's basically giving uh power to all like the middle class and um people that normally wouldn't have the opportunity because they're not um they don't have like big enough money to invest using all these hedge funds and um using and pooling the money with other people that have a bigger own money um to invest using wall small streets basically yeah like the the theme of the subreddit is to make billionaires millionaires which is what they're doing with their short squeeze a bunch of these people are losing money and we'll talk about later like how there's possible collusion robin hood and um, a person's uh, company saving the hedge funds at the moment okay so i want to talk about what are some effects of social media platforms and communication on the stock market i know um the they use reddit to like kind of group together and um push forth this change and invest into gamestop amc um and a bunch of what is said to be like failing stocks i think uh how do you think what are some effects of social media platforms and like what do you think that's gonna is gonna be affected in the future so social media we already know is very powerful and there's a bunch of big youtube like you can consider everything social media these days youtube is social media like youtube is the classic like people are making videos like i want to say meet kevin he makes great videos about stocks he puts like millions of dollars into like tesla he talks a lot i i recommend him for like the deep me, mode media girl like um stock 
person to watch him up like his opinions on stocks and he does do his own analysis and stuff but like with it it's just amazing like how people are able to touch group we have seen with so many different events throughout like 2020 alone how many people can team up like i believe with the stock market now more and more people like there's already like tendency sites which i don't know too much about him he uses social media to um, do stuff with penny stocks so like now with like the dogecoin which we might talk about later to the moon meme dogecoin has went up a little bit but um with cryptocurrency also that's something social media is going to be affecting now but it's just so complex like isha do you have any opinions i think social media and communication like all, like all the communication like platforms will allow people to be more informed and at least like know more about the social media but then again i also think um social medias and like people like well, platforms like cnbc has to be careful what they say because obviously it's all based on perspective and um some social media videos can only be go so far like um one person might see one video one person might see another video and that can affect their opinion so i think you have to be very cautious on how they um put out the information because um it can be very it's all based on perspective obviously so it can be very difficult to see know what is right what's wrong but then again, I also inform people much more. So it does good and it does bad. So I think I just have to be very cautious of how we use social media to finance in the future. Like, for example, I want to build a community on my Instagram and hopefully on YouTube later on where we can talk about different things um, and finance and real estate and try different things out and like talk about it. To, like, basically build a community. We can like discuss all these things so then um, we don't make the same mistakes in the future. And so I think like um, social media will help people make better decisions regarding finance and has educated people but it also has um created platforms that make people lose money so i think people have to just be very cautious what they consume on the internet on on like especially on finance and remember like what perspective it is coming from and do do due diligence oh my god i can't talk today on um to like to do your own research and just make sure you know where that source is coming from what is their side and look at all the other sides as well before you make any opinions about it like um isha said like there's conflicting like opinions sometimes on youtube i want to give a great example like outside stocks necessary but finance wise like the most popular finance person can be considered considered in the world could be dave ramsey dave ramsey is a very conservative person with finance and he's very anti-debt like not even mortgage that he likes. While Graham Stephan, another popular name, which me and Isha both on watch, he's like pro real estate investing and he's a real estate agent and owns his own rental properties. He's like pro leverage. So sometimes you could get these different views. So it's like everyone has their own style. It's like in the political world, there's like different parties, but that's something I don't want to dig deeper into. But it's just a great example. Like, just do your own due diligence. And just circling back to like um, the Dave Ramsey and Graham Stephan comparison, um, Dave Ramsey, I think his approach is more like um, the people that are already in debt and just an overall like uh, do not get debt because a lot overall a lot of people get into debt. So his is like just a more of like a like a spread your arms wide, not uh, deep, you know. While as Graham Stephan's like, okay, if you want, if you're responsible, if you can. Man and get a good manage stuff and get a good deal then this is what you sh- should do otherwise don't do this type of thing like make sure you know what you're getting into while as dave ramsey is just like hey everyone in the world if you have if you don't want to pay, pay any attention to any of anything or just don't want to deal with anything then don't do this because most people will misuse that got it um what are your thoughts on the possible collusion between robin hood and um what is this question supposed to be asking do you mean Robin Hood clear in the clearing houses? 
because what happened with Robin Hood disabling the bike button on um I believe it was Wednesday and like last week of um January. Like please correct me if the dates are wrong. It's like so much happens so fast. It's easy to lose track of. But Robin Hood is um processes their stocks through um I forgot the name, but this clearing house that Citadel. Citadel. Citadel is a in one uses Apex. Citadel has a partnership with Marvin um Capital, which is one one of the biggest hedge funds out there which is losing their shirts with this short squeeze. So Robinhood, there, there is a possible collusion that Citadel is doing stuff like having secret talks with Robinhood, but this is all serious. Doesn't represent the view or not legal anything since there's pending litigation and pending um, Congress actions about this situation. But um, so Citadel may have told Robinhood just we cannot let you buy anymore. They cannot allow the stock to be pumped up even more. That's why the stock dropped 50% that day. Because if you're unable to buy, you're only allowed to close your position, which means sale, the price is gonna drop. Which means these hedge funds are not losing as much that day. While most hedge funds actually already closed their positions, losing a lot of money. So um, Isha, do you, what, what are your thoughts on this collusion? I think like sec needs to do more investigation because okay rabbit could have just disabled the buy button because they wanted to protect citadel because in one way although people might think like oh the users of robin hood are their clients in a way citadel is their client as well because they're the ones paying so so you could think of it as like robin hood is protecting their client or citadel told robin hood like oh we're not going to do anything else here, Citadel pays Robinhood a commission every time someone buys and sells. And they're also the clearinghouse, the person who processes the middleman. Yeah, so it's just like, we can't really tell if Citadel told Robinhood or Citadel itself disabled, like said like, oh, we're not going to process any of these. So Robinhood had to do like, disable the buy button because Citadel was like, I ain't dealing with any of the buys. Um, and, or Citadel told Robinhood disable the buy button because we don't want to lose any money. So it really, it really, it, I, I'm not, I can't really form an opinion just because I don't have enough information. And I think that as time goes on, people will get more information. Hopefully like SEC will do an investigation and everything will this be done. It take years to find out the true cause. And it's not just Robin Hood. Robin Hood is just the main center because the CEO on CNBC and CNN, like said that they were the ones decide to do this. While Weibo and M1 blamed Apex Clearing, their version of Citadel, which we are, which um, Weibo and um, M1 don't have any class actions after them, but the SEC is investigating everyone, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission of the United States, like the FCC. They regulate everything, national banking, investing, com- comedies, all kinds of things to protect us. Okay, so what do you guys think about the future of stock market and the hand of the public in stocks? I think it's honestly a really good thing that people, um, like regular people, can get into investing into the stock market and stuff. And I think that it will, I think it will make the stock market, I feel like, okay, because there's a lot of different types of investors and some of them will look at the fundamentals of the stock. Some of them will just want to make money because the stock market is historically a good way to make money. Um, and you can see that with the real estate agent, a, agent like not real estate, real estate industry, pardon my words, um, as well, because 
a lot of people are going to real estate because that is a good way to make money. So that's making um, the real estate market go up. So the future of the stock market will probably be more controlled um, evenly across like people that are rich and people that are like middle class and um, people that people that are low income and high income and everyone basically. Um, whereas right in the past, it was controlled more by people that had a lot of money. Um, so it it's really interesting time because uh, we've never seen this in history. So it's going to be interesting to see how people in the stock market reacts to it because the stock market, in my opinion, is um, shows kind of like the psychology of people towards different companies and also shows like how psychology of people towards um, the stock market ideal in general. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see if it's going to go up, if it's going to go down. And I think there's going to be more volatility in it and a lot more uh, disagreements within it. Yeah, I agree with Isha, but there's a, we're watching history right now. The stock market since Robin Hood went with zero commission, the barrier of entry has dropped. But now as more and more people, like there are historic Robin Hood downloads and M1 Vivo during the games, GameStop era because people are like wanting to ride the wave, go to the moon. And what we're seeing in the stock market is also going to happen to crypto, but crypto is a whole different thing in everything. But the stock market, the futures are very uncertain. We don't know if there's going to be too much hype within our stocks now. Or what is their trading price, the true valuation? Because like in chapter one of the Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham, one of the best investors in the ever to live, he says you have to be comfortable not knowing the stock price when investing to a company. Well, what's going on now with the stock market? We'll have to see what's going on there. We can speculate all day long, but no one has to clear answer. Time will tell, and we're all high schoolers. So it's gonna be interesting when we're older, how much this is gonna be changing. And it's just, and there are also talks, but this is just pure speculation. I don't know much about it. There's talks that the stock market could change to like a blockchain system like Bitcoin to avoid centralized systems like clearinghouses, which is going, touching back on the Robin Hood scene. But there, this is all speculation and stuff. Okay, so what is your final advice for aspiring stock market traders at this time? Um, I would just say, if you're like, if you're a high schooler right now, and if you have a job right now and you're under 18, Ask your parents to open up a custodial account for you in this thing called a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA in the United States is a tax advantage account where you put in after-tax money up to $6,000 to an income limit of like a hundred and something thousand a year. And wherever gains you have in there, if you hold it until your retirement in your 60s, you don't pay tax on the gains. And um, so I recommend using SPY, VOO, or other, an S&P 500 index fund, which the S&P tracks the top 500 publicly traded companies, and they do a lot of analysis themselves. In Fidelity, Vanguard, Charles Schwab, everyone has their own version. And then just play it safe, build your nest egg and everything, have your savings, basic personal finance. But then if you're going to be doing like GameStop stuff, gambling, basically turning the Wall Street into your casino, be, make sure you only invest enough money that you're willing to lose. Don't invest your whole life savings. Don't yellow. 
which means pull everything in to ride the wave. Just be pulling as much as you're willing to lose. That's my best advice and just very personal finance before you do anything. And be very careful with option trading, but options tradings, calls and puts are safer than shorting and not safe. My advice would be um, just like honestly read as much books as you can, watch as many YouTube videos as you can on the topic, um, read all the tax laws wherever you're from, read all how you get taxed on stocks, read all about the companies, learn how to, to analyze companies and learn how you as an investor wants to proceed because there's different types of investors based on your risk aversion and um, where you are in your life and where, how um, stable you need income. So really, my my opinion is just do as much research as you can. And if you're in Canada, I, I can only speak to Canadians because I don't know much about the U.S. scene. Um, but you have to wait till you're 18. So just save up as much money as you can. Uh, when you're 18, open up a TFSA. A TFSA is a tax-free savings, savings account. It's basically the Roth IRA of Canada. And... Um, you get to put it's like after tax money you put in a certain amount of money every year depending on what the government says so this year was six thousand um and then you get to invest that money in whatever you whatever money that you make um in that account is tax free so that will help you a lot um and you save a lot of money on tax um but don't put us dividend stocks in there um, that's best for the RSP because you get um, withholding tax. Uh, you don't get withholding tax done on tier U.S. dividend stocks. If you put in the RSP laws, you will ha have it happen if you put it into your TFSA. But yeah, besides that, just do your research. Um, get to know people in the community. Talk to people because there's a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different ways that you can invest. So do whatever is right for you because that's not going to be what is right for you is not going to be right for everyone else. So just do your research, talk to people, and choose what's best for you, and learn about psychology because psychology in the market is really important as well. Yes, and um, and about taxes in the U.S., just keep in mind these two things: short-term and long-term capital gains. This could change in the future. I don't know when you're listening, but in January 2021, the average short-term capital gain, which means you buy and sell within a year, so these people in GameStop, you're gonna get taxed 40 percent. But if you hold long-term, your, your tax might be 0%. So learn your tax laws, learn everything there is. And my favorite YouTubers to watch, I would start off with like um, Graham Stephan, who sent, um, they're American-based and talk a lot about America. And for the UK people, but also America, Mark Tilbury. Mark Tilbury is a businessman. He does cover about the UK, but he also covers a lot about America. And just if you're outside of America, find your YouTubers. I'm sure there's some out there. It's just schools don't teach us, teach you personal finance. So just get your personal financial literacy and just learn everything you need to learn. And if there were any big terms for you, like dividend stock, read it, read up about it. That's the best thing you can do, honestly. So I wanted to say thank you to um, everyone for coming on to the podcast. Tanisha, do you want to do the outro? Yeah, definitely. Thank you to our guests, Ian, Ryan, Isha, for sharing your knowledge about finance and taking time out of your busy schedule to have this conversation with us. I definitely learned a lot more about the stock market and this like whole hectic situation that has been going on for the past two weeks. Also, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting us. And 
I would like to ask Isha, do you want to shout out your Instagram and um, promote your platforms? Sure. My Instagram is um, at E-S-H-A dot T-A-P-A-D-A-R. Basically, my first name and last name, Isha Tapadar. And I do want to quickly add something before um, everything ends. Um, for Canadian finance YouTubers, they're really hard to find, but my favorite ones are Griffin Milks and Brandon Beavis and Canadian a T-shirt. So those are where those are where I get um, my information for Canadian YouTube Canadian people. So just check out those ch channels if you're in Canada and if you need if you have any questions or anything, just reach out to me on my Instagram again. I usually reply within the day. So yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for coming along. And I just want to mention, I'm starting my own financial literacy org here in the US. It's Jen underscore finance, like Jen as in generation, but it's just G-E-N underscore finance. Make sure you check out my board applications are going to be open until February 13th of 2021, but it may be extended. And there's many positions available out there and just check out, check out Isha's and make sure you guys check out Cody for Community. If you guys want to be a part of this, I understand that this podcast is a little out of our realm of like normal podcasts in the future since it's finance, but this was such an important topic to cover with GameStop or GameStop as Elon Musk says. But um, make sure you guys check us out at Cody for Community on Instagram or check us in a comment apply to be a member here at Cody for Community, no experience needed at codingforcommunity.com and we have our team applications under um one of the tabs and um uh, and thank you for listening yeah really appreciate uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast and we will see you in the next episode